Hey, 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 what are you doing? Well, I'm going to eat this moon pie, but it's after seven o'clock. So? No food or sweets in the evening, sir. Yeah, you, you keep that rule to yourself. Today's process is this. Rules were not meant to be broken. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where husband creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Follow me as I use these principles to transform my family from living in the suburbs to creating a self-sustaining homestead in the understory. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light a lantern. What is up, creators? Those of you who are in the understory against your will and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So when I was in college, I lived, it's in um, Tucson. I lived in uh, like, a you know, someone had bought this house and wanted to rent it out to college kids. And when you rent a house to college kids, it's kind of like when you buy furniture, when you have young kids, you just assume it's going to get destroyed. Right. Like you don't buy the nice white table. You don't buy the chairs with the cushions on them when you have young kids because the cushions are going to get all manner of colored things on them. The white table is going to get pen pen and different things you can't get out of it. And it's just going to get ruined. Right. That's kind of like a college student rental. So we lived in this house. It's like a three bedroom house. It was a ranch style um, and, uh, you know, like a very small yard, whatever. And. Uh, I had two roommates. Both of them were the exact opposite of me. They were engineers. One of them was an electrical and one of them was a mechanical, I believe. And anyway, so uh, the the mechanical engineer was my best friend, Scott, who now has a PhD from um, UT. And he runs like he runs a building over there. I don't know for entrepreneur, smart people. I don't know what I don't know what he does. I don't we don't talk about what we do. We just we just, you know tell jokes to each other and talk in half sentences, which is kind of a language we've developed over the last million years. But this other guy, um, who I have no clue what he's doing now. Cool cat. His name was Rob. And he was, he was also an engineer. And so there was one day when we were, I was for whatever reason, I was in his room and I was talking to him and I look over and there's a space heater on the floor. Now, Tucson is a million degrees during the summer and the spring and the fall. And, you know, the wintertime, it does get kind of cold. It might get down to like 50 degrees, maybe. Um, So, you know, you might have to turn on that space heater to kind of, you know, kind of fire up your room. And I'm looking there and he's got the space heater. And on top of the space heater is this plastic bag. And so I'm like, well, okay, well, you don't really want to put a plastic bag on top of a space heater, but it gets worse. So I go over there, I pick up the bag and inside the bag, there are fireworks (laughs) and i was like rob you're you're an engineer you understand all sorts of engineering things like you don't put a plastic bag with fireworks on top of a space heater and so from then after he was always known as captain safety why do i tell you this well i'll tell you this because even engineers do stupid things and the second reason though is that is that rules exist and they are not to be broken Right. Like there's no universe. There's no set of there's no there's no universe in where it's like it's okay to break the rule to put a plastic bag with fireworks on top of a space heater. It just doesn't it's just you just don't do that. Now, I'm not talking about stupid bureaucratic rules. I'm talking about the rules. 
And when you, you when you go as far down as you possibly can to the very base of things. And so, you know, for me, it would be the Ten Commandments, for example. Like you don't you just you just don't break those rules right? you don't kill people. You don't I shouldn't say that you don't murder people. Right. And, you know, murder is a very distinct, different thing from self-defense. OK, so just take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it at a different time. But you don't like, you know, so you have like, when I'm talking about a rule, I'm talking about a base rule. And so in business, when we're talking about the classic American business, we're talking about downshifting to actually making something and selling it in your immediate community as part of your, part of your plan. Um, There are principles, which are the rules and you don't break them. And the reason why you don't break them is because once you break a principle, you can, with your customers, you can never regain their trust. And if you're coming from, if you're coming from this, if you're coming from where, where I'm coming from, where you look at your market as your com- immediate community, and then you grow from there, you set the foundation, the universe sets the ceiling, then principles become very, very important. Now, if you're engaged in envy marketing, if you're trying to be a high level, elite level marketer in the internet space and, you know, you have an unlimited market, then you can break rules with your customers. And there's a, there's 7 billion people in the world, right? There's Google translate. Like you can, you can literally with an information product, you have 7 billion people. You will never run out of people and out of market and you can be a little more cavalier with the rules. Right. But I spent 20 years being cavalier with the rules in, in my my legal job in terms of, you know, trying to be in a trial attorney and try to bend them, but not break them. And I just don't want to do that anymore. I want bright line rules where I don't have to think and it's the best for everybody. And I don't ever have to worry about what's going on when a client calls me and says, hey, what's going on? Right. So that's one of the reasons why I switched over to doing expungements. It's just like bright line bright line rules, you know, for my legal work. One of the, one of the aspects of my legal work is just like, this is what you do. You file this, you file this, they qualify here, they qualify here. There's argument with regards to if, you know, in certain discretionary situations, but there are bright line rules that I don't have to worry about. Am I, am I bending the rules here or not? And so, and the same thing goes for, as we develop the classic American business, it's like, if you're, if, if you, you know, if, is, if, as a uh, Howard Kunstler likes to say, you're sitting around the, the campfire with possum goulash, Right. And um, I don't know how many times I have to give him give him attribution for that before I could just say possum goulash around the campfire. I think it's good. Maybe I'll just come up with my own campfire food. And you're sitting around the campfire and you're eating you're eating possum goulash and you're 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 trying to make sure that the people around you survive in zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you, you don't break the rules. Trust is the most important thing in those situations, because if someone, you know, if someone trusts you, they've got your back and, and, uh, you know, when things go south, they're with you. And that's how I want you to start to think, not because I think things are going to go zombie apocalypse with possum goulash. Now I'm prepared for that if that happens. And then it's the great who survives lottery. Right. Um, but I don't think it's going to go there. I think it's going to get bumpy. I think it's going to get really bumpy, but I think, um, I think the institutions will survive barely. And so, however, the, as the, the the less complex the economy gets, the more bumpy it gets, the more important trust becomes. And the best way to make sure that you keep trust with your clients is to not break the principles that you don't break the principles of your marketing that you don't, you know, that you don't make claims that you can't deliver on that. You, you don't break the principles of the golden rule of treating other people, how you want to you know, be treated. You don't break the principles of, you want to make sure that 
you provide value for your client and that your client wins no matter what with the whatever you provide them, even if they just buy once and leave. Because I'm telling you, this this whole industry that's built online off of envy marketing where it's like, oh, it's the Lambo and it's the hot wife and it's the the like whatever, right? Like that, if there's no substance behind what that, what you're doing, and if it's not real, if that person's not an authentic creative collaborator, then that's, those things aren't going to work anymore. It's just things that the economy is going to, people are going to downshift so, so quickly to the, like the basic level of what do I need and who can provide it, that those things won't work. Now, are there people that are elite level marketers that, that, that have that sort of that image that's out there? Um, that are authentic, I can think of one. I can think of one. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure that that's true because I've never met the person, but I've, I've been in their circle and I've, I've met enough people that know them that I'm like, yeah, this person's probably legit on this, but that, you know, you can't pull that off. Do you know how I know that? Cause you're not doing it right now. So that's why I say you know, one of the, one of the principles of the authentic creative of, of the uh, American classic American business is create a platform, but create your platform. What that means for you, right? The Unestroyed Lawyer podcast is my platform. I curse in it. I say cockamamie things. I tell you, like this is how I think. This is how I. This is how I make. You know, this is how I explore things and come to decisions is by talking about them and talking about them and talking about them and talking about them. And so instead of driving my wife crazy, I get to drive you crazy. But very few people are like that. And so when you create a platform, it's unlikely you're going to create a daily a daily podcast where you get out there and you just, you just kind of like hem and haw and think about things. It's more likely you're going to do a traditional podcast, which is maybe once a week, once every two weeks, you know, whatever. And it's a little bit more produced. It's a little bit more like, how am I going to do it? And, but there may be one or two of you out there like me, like let's rock and roll. Right. But it's a very exposing, dangerous thing highly risky, especially in today's environment. That's why I pulled all of my social media. I don't have any social media. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I, I haven't been on for a long time and I'm not getting back on those platforms. One, because they've started to curate their content in a way that is censorship. I'm a big believer in open ideas. Get all the crazy people out there. Get all the crazy, let everybody talk, let everybody talk. Cause then we know who's crazy and who's not. And then we also know where people stand right? You pretty much have a good idea of where I stand in a lot of different things after 523 episodes. But the principles of the classic American business, build a platform, make something, right? Like make an actual physical product, manufacture something that you, your immediate community needs and expand from there. You set the foundation, the universe sets the ceiling, the golden rule, treat others like you'd like to treat, be treated yourself, right? Like these are principles to not be violated. You don't bend these, you don't, you don't break them when they are convenient for you, right? And they will hold you in good stead because principles can be used by everyone, principles can be used by everyone. And so what I'm teaching you about the classic American business is not something that only I can do. Everyone can build a platform. Everyone can manufacture something. Everyone can employ the golden rule, right? Like everyone can, everyone can protect themselves, protect their family, protect their community. Like these things are principles that anyone can do. And if you stay in that land and you just get really, 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 really good at your platform and you get really, really, really good at manufacturing something that your immediate community needs, you'll always be okay. No matter what. Now, are you going to make a hundred million dollars with a SaaS 
SaaS platform that you're gonna that's gonna go public and you're gonna have a million end users? No, you're not. But I would have you consider the possibility that number one, that's not necessarily what you want or need. And number two is like that world is going away. The merry-go-round is going to stop. That I know. And so you're 15 years too late. And you can hem and haw. Same with crypto, right? You're you're seven years too late, 10 years too late on crypto. It's going to get regulated by the government. You're just guessing. You're just guessing now, right? It's like it's a bubble. It's going to pop. It's, it's the tulip craze. And you can sit there and you can try to figure out, well, which of the tulip craze should I jump on next? Or you can say to yourself, what can I start doing right now that will hold me in good stead no matter what? And that, my friend, is principles. It's like when you're digging on the beach and you're digging for treasure and it's just sand, it's just sand, it's just sand. You get deeper and deeper and then your, your shovel hits that treasure chest and makes that thunk noise. And then always in the movies, they do it like more than once. They hit that thunk and then they, they hit it again. And there's another one and they hit it again because they want to make sure that they've hit the treasure. So they, they hit it three times because the treasure or the principles can always withstand hits. And it always stays firm. A good, just like a good idea never dies, right? Like it will stick with you, will stick with you, will stick with you. A principle will never fail you. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and simply write down, what principles do I follow or will I follow? to create the classic American business. And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, husband creators. I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you have to have a creative clearing a place to stand, a place to make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex or crypto, but I cannot help you if you do not raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy but the daily emails have the insight and innovations. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. The path of understanding does not end, but that does not mean that you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.